Welcome to the Torah Journey Podcast. My name is Rabbi Ken Brodkin, and I've been a community rabbi for over 15 years. During that time, I've learned that the wisdom of Judaism is powerful, but it's not always easy to understand. Our weekly podcast will enrich your journey and give you practical advice about how to apply the wisdom of Judaism to your life. We'll offer you insights based on the Parsha, current events, the Jewish year, and more. This is the Torah Journey Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. It's great to be back with you. I'm excited today. We're just a little bit over a week out from the start of Pesach. It's hard to think of something as basic to Jewish life as the Pesach Seder. The Seder was, in fact, the start of our peoplehood, as we discussed in last week's podcast, Defeating Sin and Loneliness. The Pesach offering was the first time we were called together as Kahal Das Israel, the community of Israel. In ancient Israel, the entire Jewish people streamed to Jerusalem from all corners of the land for Pesach. And today, the Seder is a staple for all Jews, even secularized. Even the humanist Jews came up with a Haggadah celebrating the achievements of Moses and his men. The Seder is the night that the entire Jewish people gather around the table. But what are we doing there? Inquiring Jewish minds want to know. In the past week, a couple people asked me this. One, a learned member of our community, asked, can you recommend a good Hebrew Haggadah for me to prepare the Seder? Another was a woman of Jewish parentage just at the start of her Jewish path. Any tips, she asked, on how to do a Seder for my family? And in truth, they're asking the same question at different points in their journey. How do I connect with the Pesach Seder? And the Seder is no small matter. We prepare for weeks for this height. And at the conclusion, we celebrate its, con- its completion and we say, Chaso Seder Pesach Kilchaso Kilchomishbato Vichukaso. Just as we are privileged to arrange the Seder, so may we be privileged to perform it in the future. But here's the critical question. What is it? When we arrive to the Seder table, we might feel that it's a jumble of statements and rituals. At one moment, we're talking about our ancestors in Egypt, the next about some rabbis in B'nai Brak, and then we're dipping vegetables in salt water. We conclude with Aramaic songs about a goat that father bought. It can seem kind of random. But is there an underlying theme that defines the entire Seder experience? And if there is a theme, what does it mean for our experience today? In today's podcast, I'm going to share with you the number one essential Haggadah lesson to help you connect more deeply with the Seder experience. One of the most amazing parts of being Jewish is being part of this people fulfilling mitzvot. I felt it in a huge way personally in my 2019 trip to Israel with my family. We landed at Ben-Gurion four days before Pesach, and hours after our trek across the globe, we found ourselves in a Jerusalem supermarket, Osher Ad, shopping for wine and Pesach mitzvot with a myriad of Jews from all backgrounds, from Sephardic to secular to Anglo-Jews, and throngs of people immersed in getting ready for the Seder and all of its mitzvot. And of course, the Seder is built around mitzvot. And to be precise, there are five mitzvot that we fulfill at the Seder. We fulfill two Torah obligations. Firstly, Sipur Yetzias Mitzrayim, recounting the story of the Exodus, also referred to as Vihigadah to Levincha, telling your children. Secondly, the Torah obligates us to eat matzah on the night of the 15th of Nisan. And plus, we have three rabbinic mitzvot, which are drinking the four cups of wine and eating the marur, and reciting hollow. 
And so on the one hand, the Seder is driving towards these mitzvot. The main body of the Seder is the Magid section, where we recount the Exodus. This main body is built around the four cups, and it drives towards eating the matzah and then ultimately halal. And that helps to frame this night. But still, there's so much that begs for explanation. From the difficult verses in Devarim describing the Exodus to jingles about goats. Our rabbis dropped a key as to how we should look at the Seder. The Mishnah Pesachim teaches us, In each and every generation, a man is obligated to view himself as if he came out of Egypt. Shanamar, as it says, On that day you shall tell your son, because of this, Hashem acted for me when I went out of Egypt. The verse this Mishnah quotes is where God instructs the Jewish people what we're going to tell our children in a future time about the Pesach. Because of this, because of these mitzvot, God acted for me. But here's the question. How did the Torah instruct future generations to say, God did this for me? Wasn't it for the past generation, all those years ago? And the Maharal of Prague probes the meaning of this passage. Each and every generation, he comments, must view itself as if it came out of Egypt. And in one sense, we need to look straight at ourselves and not at the past generations. After all, when God took us out of Egypt, he didn't merely take the generation out of Mitzrayim. But rather, the Maharal writes, Pirish Davrzeh, the explanation of this matter, the explanation of the matter is that the Holy One, blessed be He, redeemed the entirety of Israel. We in every generation, says the Maharal, are part of that totality of the Jewish people. And so in a literal sense, God redeemed us because we're part of the Jewish people. Who was redeemed in that night? Not merely a past generation. A people was redeemed. In every generation, each individual must look at himself or herself as if they came out of Egypt. We're part of the people of Israel, and so we were redeemed. And in these words, the Haggadah reveals the mind frame of the night. We are part of the people Israel. The foundation is this. The exodus happened, and it happened to us. Because we're part of the Jewish people. It's fitting that this is the most celebrated holiday because what underlies the Seder is this single idea. Yes, the Seder drives towards the fulfillment of mitzvot from the first cup of wine to the last phrase of Hallel, but there's a foundation. We're part of the Jewish people. I'm sure many of you out there have experienced a Seder that was transformative in your life. Personally, I recall Seder when I was 20 years old. I was a student at Brandeis and there was a girl there whose father was a professor at Harvard University. He had been a refusenik in Russia, and I was invited to their modest home in Brookline for a Seder. I arrived that year before sundown, and pretty soon the home started becoming filled up. It was such an eclectic group. We had students from Harvard, a traveling chassid from Haifa. There was an elderly, the elderly grandparents from Moscow. About 25 people squeezed into this home. We spoke different languages, all sat down together. And I looked around the table and I thought, this is the Jewish people. 
And this is what we keep coming back to at the Seder. We're part of a people. Take the four sons. This section is collected from four places in the Torah, positing how we'll speak to future generations. But what's the topic of conversation? From the wise son to the son who doesn't know how to ask, the conversation is about the Jewish people. And the pinnacle is the wicked son who places himself at odds with the Jewish people. What is this service unto you? His challenge is meant to disparage and disassociate from the avoda, from the service. And the Gutta notes that in his statement, he excludes himself from the Jewish people. Because he's excluded himself from the klal, he has denied a basic principle. But how is it so that he's denied a tenet of faith? There's only 13 principles of Jewish faith that the Rambam enumerates. Doesn't seem to include this. What is he denied? And the answer is that being part of the Jewish people is a foundation upon which all principles of our belief are founded. And so much of the Haggadah is understood in this light. Magid is aimed at fulfilling Sipor Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim recounting the Exodus. That section is built upon verses where the Jewish farmer reaps his crop and he comes to the Beis Hamikdash, to the temple, and thanks Hashem. In the process, he would say, Arami Oved Avi Vyered Mitzrayim of Yagarsham, but Maseimaat. An Aramean tried to destroy my father Yaakov, who descended to Mitzrayim and sojourned there few in number. Vayihisham, Legoi Gadol, Atsum Varav. And there it became a nation, great, strong, and mighty. These verses from Kitavo are the basis of Magid. And so at the Seder, we're getting into the mind frame of that farmer, looking back at his own history and seeing how he's part of the Jewish people. From Magid, we go to Halal, as we become part of the Jewish people through the Matzah, mimicking the Korban Pesach, declaring that we've been transformed from servitude to freedom, from darkness to light. Even the cryptic closing section of Nirza is a series of allusions to the progression of Jewish history. Chad Gadia, for example, follows the Jewish people through the stages of exile and redemption. The message of the Haggadah is clear. The Haggadah begs us to see that we are part of the people Israel. But what does it mean to become part of the Jewish people? First, the, te- the Haggadah teaches us, as we learned, behold, door of a door. In each and every generation, we see ourselves as if we came out of Mitzrayim. And the very next paragraph teaches us, lefichach, anachnu chayavim lahodos. Therefore, it's our obligation to sing praise unto Hashem. What does it mean to be Jewish? It means that as a Jewish people, Wherever we are, we connect with Hashem and His light. I often think back to that Pesach trip to Israel that I took in 2019. On the first night of Pesach, I was still totally jet-lagged. At the Seder, I could barely stay awake. And then after the Seder around 1.30, I was wide awake and I couldn't sleep. And so my wife and I and the kids, we decided to go out and we took a walk around Yerushalayim. And we saw people bustling around, going home from the Seder. And as we came back to our Jerusalem apartment around 2.30 a.m., our neighbors were singing loudly the words of benching, in Hebrew, of course. It was so joyous to listen to them benching at the end of the Seder. 
what does it mean to be Jewish? It means that we revel in Hashem and the goodness that he's done for us. and We revel through the mitzvot. The Seder is that Jewish transformation. We, be, we become part of this Jewish people as we transition from servitude f- to freedom, from empty living to joyous singing out to the Creator. So now we know the essential idea of the Seder, becoming part of the Jewish people. But what does it mean on a practical level? If you're a parent, understand that everything you do, especially around Pesach, is about bringing your child into the Jewish people. I still remember my parents making chorosis, teaching me the four questions, and gathering the family around the Seder every year. So understand that everything that you do to get ready for Seder, from the Pesach shopping to setting the table, it's all important. In our family today, we spend time together at Costco, shopping or cooking together in the kitchen. My wife remembers her grandmother koshering kitchen, koshering chickens, I should say, the night before Pesach. These are memories that last forever. Basia Barg in her book Voices in the Silence talks about how her father spent four months each year when he was in Stalinist Russia just trying to procure wheat for matzah in advance of the Seder. Thank God we don't live in those circumstances where it takes us that long to figure out how to get matzah. But just think about what Jews in all generations have done to get ready for the Seder. So jump into the Seder preparations and make sure to involve your children in all the mundane details, from the shopping to setting the table. The second critical thing, aside from the preparation, is to engage. The Mishnah and Psachim teaches us that at the Seder, we begin with questions. The son asks and the father answers, the Mishnah says. If there's no son, someone else asks. If there's no one else, the Gemara says, you ask yourself. There's a number of things done at the Seder solely to arouse questions. Dipping vegetables in salt water. Removing the Seder plate early on in the meal. Questions are critical because they arouse a point of personal engagement. What's intriguing to each child, each person, on their level? Parenting is not about having the answers. It's about engaging in the questions and valuing each child for the question they have. All of these are things that you can do this Pesach, whoever you are, wherever you are in your Jewish journey. So make sure to connect with your child or who's ever at the Seder table on the night of Pesach. Ask your child or the person sitting next to you what intrigues them about the Haggadah or Pesach and what they think the answers might be. As we prepare for the Seder and we engage in it with questions, we're doing something that will impact our children and ourselves and our neighbors for the rest of our lives. The Seder is not about a distant time in the past. The Seder is about the most current of all issues. After all, when we sit down at the Pesach Seder, we discover a profound truth. The Exodus happened to us. We are the Jewish people. I'm Rabbi Ken Brodkin, and this is Torah Journey Podcast.